Well, we're going to now just reflect for a few minutes on the passages that we heard read from Matthew's Gospel and from the book of James. So with the visit of the wise men, we know um, very little about them. Um, But I'm wondering what must it have been like for Mary and Joseph, a carpenter and his wife, to receive ambassadors into their home, magi, advisors to the king, to have them lay treasures at the feet of their toddler. And if you have a toddler in your arms now, you can imagine the bizarreness of three or four or five, we don't know, ambassadors knocking on your door and laying gifts from afar, treasures at your child's feet. And more than that, worshipping. In ancient times, it was really uncommon for envoys to be sent from lands to bring gifts to newborn kings because trade agreements, (laughs) and we know about this at the moment, were just as important then as they are now. God had announced the arrival in the sky and those that had eyes to see could see it plainly. It's fascinating to think that these people that came would have held the ancient Hebrew text, perhaps, in their royal library, perhaps even that from the exiled Daniel from Babylon. And as they put the pieces of the puzzle together, they were able to await the king's arrival. Yet, interestingly, those closest to the text who should have known failed to notice. And the gifts. I wonder how Mary would have felt, perhaps overwhelmed by the weight of the gold that they lay before her son. Was she made giddy by the smell of the frankincense? Was she puzzled as these men not only lay the gifts, but bowed in worship to him? Twice in the Gospels, it tells us that Mary treasured these things in her heart. Once after the visit of the shepherds, and another time when she finds him teaching the uh, teachers of the law in the temple. I think it's reasonable to say that this would have been one of those moments that she treasured and pondered in her heart. What did this all mean? The mysteries and wonders of her Lord's presence amongst the struggles and uncertainty of hope. And as, she, as he grew, there was the waiting period waiting for him to grow, waiting for him to lead, waiting to see God reveal his hand of what his plan was. Did Mary, do you think, years later, clock the significance of the myrrh as it was offered to her son on the cross for pain relief? Did she clock the significance as she carried a jar of myrrh and frankincense to his tomb on that Sunday morning? 
And did her musings then make any more or less sense of what this had all been about? In our lives, we know the confusion of piecing together circumstances or words spoken over our lives, hopes and struggles. We know what it is to trust God with pieces that just still don't seem to fit, no matter how hard we try to reason it out. We're sometimes in life handed physical gifts that overwhelm us with thankfulness. We are, even when we're unsure why, we're overcome by those sweet smelling moments that leave us staggering with praise at the goodness of God when we're handed gifts and we're also handed gifts that we don't always want. Gifts that come in the shape of difficulties and puzzles we never seem able to figure out. As we look back at the year gone with thankfulness, there will be times that we'll identify as pure gold, God's provision in our lives materially. Perhaps there's been a new job or a house or a child or even a new dishwasher arriving at your house. These are lavish blessings poured on us, sometimes surprisingly, from our Lord. And there are also been in the past year those moments of intoxicating sweetness that have left us grasping for praise. Such as a precious conversation with a dying friend, perhaps a holiday experience, the first word or step from our child, or even nines in our GCSEs. These have been moments of sweetness like frankincense. But mixed amongst the sweet and the precious lies the myrrh moments too. Those moments that felt anything like a gift. They're times of hardship and confusion and disappointment and pain. And we don't yet perhaps see any meaning in what has happened the puzzle pieces still do not fit. And yet there may still be gifts. As we look back, we see how God perhaps prepared us for that moment, put those people around us, sent that person to encourage and strengthen us. And those moments too were a gift. And coming out from those times, do we yet see God's creativity molding us, changing our thinking or our attitudes towards others? Has there been a deepening of our compassion, a depth of wisdom that we did not have before? Are these moments now moments that we would not trade even though they were painful at the time. Nothing is wasted by God. No moment of our lives goes unseen or forgotten. 
all experiences and accounts of our lives can be transformed for his glory and his good. In the book of James, Sue read for us that every good and perfect gift comes down from above. But we don't always see that gift till much later. Sometimes we recoil. We are desperate to forget those parts of our lives that have wounded us so deeply, to move on. Yet that pain may be the transforming gift that God can use. And perhaps he already has. On Sunday morning, Mary's tears were turned to joy as she saw that God had overcome. Pain, crushing, heart-stopping, desperate, gut-wrenching, fearful pain did not have the last word. He had risen What was birthed in that moment was faith unstoppable, joy unspeakable, hope that could never be extinguished again. And in our lives, as we look back and see the pieces of the now, and as we look forward, we see the hope of the not yet. Hope. Jesus has always the last word. Not pain, not failure, not disappointment, not regret. Jesus will make all things new. And so over the next 15 minutes, we were going to pause to consider. We're going to bring our pieces before God. We're going to acknowledge the gold, those material blessings we've received in the past year. We'll remember the frankincense moments, those moments or experiences that remain sweet and fragrant in our memories. And we'll do all this with thanksgiving. But we'll also pause at the same time to acknowledge the myrrh, those difficult moments to life made bearable through God's gift of people of his presence, of his word. And we'll place them before him with hope for all that he will do to transform our burdens, our difficulties, and our pains for his glory. So I'll bring round some questions for you to discuss on your tables. Or... You might want to think about these questions on your own in the cafe area. Some people like to do. You might want to colour and think. You might want to do a puzzle and think. You might want to do Lego and think. That is up to you. There's also loads of paper if you want to illustrate anything. This is your space and you have a good 15 minutes to do it. So, um, Joe, could I ask you to help me? Jay will bring some uh, questions around and I'll bring some this way. But feel free to use this space for you. And um, at some point, you'll need the baubles on your table. <laughs>